Chapter Four, Part Two, of Memoirs of Extraordinary Popular Delusions, and the Madness of Crowds, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bill Mosley. Memoirs of Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds by Charles Mackay. Volume 2. Chapter 4. Haunted Houses. Part 2. Quite as extraordinary and as cleverly managed was the trick played off at Tedworth in 1661 at the house of Mr. Mompassant and which is so circumstantially narrated by the reverend joseph glanville under the title of the demon of tedworth and appended among other proofs of witchcraft to his noted work called sadducismus triumphatus about the middle of april in the year above mentioned mr mompasson having returned to his house at tedworth from a journey he had taken to london was informed by his wife that during his absence they had been troubled with the most extraordinary noises three nights afterwards he heard the noise himself and it appeared to him to be that of quote, a great knocking at his doors and on the outside of his walls quote. he immediately arose dressed himself took down a pair of pistols and walked valiantly forth to discover the disturber under the impression that it must be a robber but as he went the noise seemed to travel before or behind him and when he arrived at the door from which he thought it proceeded he saw nothing but still heard quote, a strange hollow sound he puzzled his brains for a long time and searched every corner of the house but discovering nothing he went to bed again he was no sooner snug under the clothes than the noise began again more furiously than ever sounding very much like a quote, thumping and drumming on the top of his house and then by degrees going off into the air end quote. these things continued for several nights when it came to the recollection of mr mompasson that some time before he had given orders for the arrest and imprisonment of a wandering drummer who went about the country with a large drum disturbing quiet people and soliciting alms and that he had detained the man's drum and that probably the drummer was a wizard and had sent evil spirits to haunt his house to be revenged of him he became strengthened in his opinion every day especially when the noises assumed to his fancy a resemblance to the beating of a drum quote, like that at the breaking up of a guard mrs mompasson being brought to bed the devil or the drummer very kindly and considerately refrained from making the usual riot but as soon as she recovered strength began again quote, in a ruder manner than before following and vexing the young children 
and beating their bedsteads with so much violence that everyone expected they would fall into pieces. For an hour together, as the worthy Mr. Mompazon repeated to his wondering neighbors, this infernal drummer quote, would beat roundheads and cuckolds, the tattoo, and several other points of war as cleverly as any soldier. End quote. When this had lasted long enough, he changed his tactics and scratched with his iron talons under the children's bed. Quote, On the 5th of November, says the Reverend Joseph Glanville, it made a mighty noise, and a servant observing two boards in the children's room seeming to move, he bid it give him one of them, upon which the board came, nothing moving it that he saw, within a yard of him. The man added, Nay, let me have it in my hand, upon which the spirit, devil, or drummer, pushed it towards him so close that he might touch it. This, continues Glanville, quote, was in the daytime and was seen by a whole room full of people. That morning it left a sulfurous smell behind it, which was very offensive. At night, the minister, one Mr. Cragg, and several of the neighbors came to the house on a visit. Mr. Cragg went to prayers with them, kneeling at the children's bedside, where it then became very troublesome and loud. During prayer time, the spirit withdrew into the cockloft, and returning as soon as prayers were done, and then, in spite of the company, the chairs walked about the room of themselves. The children's shoes were hurled over their heads, and every loose thing moved about the chamber. At the same time, a bedstaff was thrown at the minister, which hit him on the leg, but so favorably that a lock of wool could not have fallen more softly. On another occasion, the blacksmith of the village, a fellow who cared neither for ghost nor devil, slept with John the footman that he also might hear the disturbances, and be cured of his incredulity when there quote, came a noise in the room as if one had been shoeing a horse and somewhat came as it were with a pair of pincers snipping and snapping at the poor blacksmith's nose the greater part of the night next day it came panting like a dog out of breath upon which some woman present took a bedstaff to knock at it, quote, which was caught suddenly out of her hand and thrown away, and company coming up, the room was presently filled with a bloomy, noisome smell, and was very hot, though without fire, in a very sharp and severe winter. It continued in the bed, panting and scratching for an hour and a half, and then went into the next room, where it knocked a little, and seemed to rattle a chain." The rumor of these wonderful occurrences soon spread all over the country, and people from far and near flocked to the haunted house of Tedworth, to believe or doubt as their natures led them, but all filled with intense curiosity. It appears, too, that the fame of these events reached the royal ear, and that some gentlemen were sent by the king to investigate the circumstances, 
and draw up a report of what they saw or heard whether the royal commissioners were more sensible men than the neighbors of mr mumpasson and required more clear and positive evidence than they or whether the powers with which they were armed to punish any body who might be found carrying on this deception frightened the evil-doers is not certain but glanville himself reluctantly confesses that all the time they were in the house the noises ceased and nothing was heard or seen Quote, however says he as to the quiet of the house when the courtiers were there the intermission may have been accidental or perhaps the demon was not willing to give so public a testimony of those transactions which might possibly convince those who he had rather should continue in unbelief of his existence as soon as the royal commissioners took their departure the infernal drummer recommenced his antics and hundreds of persons were daily present to hear and wonder mr mompasson's servant was so fortunate as not only to hear but to see this pertinacious demon for it came and stood at the foot of his bed quote, the exact shape and proportion of it he could not discover but he saw a great body with two red and glaring eyes which for some time were fixed steadily on him and at length disappeared innumerable were the antics it played once it purred like a cat beat the children's legs black and blue put a long spike into mr mompasson's bed and a knife into his mother's filled the porringers with ashes hid a bible under the grate and turned the money black in people's pockets Quote, one night said mr mompasson in a letter to mr glanville there were seven or eight of these devils in the shape of men who as soon as a gun was fired would shuffle away into an arbor quote. a circumstance which might have convinced mr mompasson of the mortal nature of his persecutors if he had not been of the number of those worse than blind who shut their eyes and refuse to see in the meantime the drummer the supposed cause of all the mischief passed his time in gloucester jail whither he had been committed as a rogue and a vagabond being visited one day by some person from the neighbourhood of tedworth he asked what was the news in wiltshire and whether people did not talk a great deal about a drumming in a gentleman's house there the visitor replied that he heard of nothing else upon which the drummer observed quote, i have done it i have thus plagued him and he shall never be quiet until he hath made me satisfaction for taking away my drum no doubt the fellow who seems to have been a gypsy spoke the truth and that the gang of which he was a member knew more about the noises at mr mompasson's house than anybody else upon these words however he was brought to trial at salisbury for witchcraft and being found guilty was sentenced to transportation 
a sentence which for its leniency excited no little wonder in that age when such an accusation whether approved or not generally ensured the stake or the gibbet glanville says that the noises ceased immediately the drummer was sent beyond the seas but that somehow or other he managed to return from transportation quote, by raising storms and affrighting the seamen it was said when the disturbances were forthwith renewed and continued at intervals for several years certainly if the confederates of this roving gypsy were so pertinacious in tormenting poor weak mr mompasson their pertinacity is a most extraordinary instance of what revenge is capable of it was believed by many at the time that mr mompasson himself was privy to the whole matter and permitted and encouraged these tricks in his house for the sake of notoriety but it seems more probable that the gypsies were the real delinquents and that mr mompasson was as much alarmed and bewildered as his credulous neighbors whose excited imaginations conjured up no small portion of these stories quote, which rolled and as they rolled grew larger visibly many instances of a similar kind during the seventeenth century might be gleaned from glanville and other writers of that period but they do not differ sufficiently from these to justify a detail of them the most famous of all haunted houses acquired its notoriety much nearer our own time and the circumstances connected with it are so curious and afford so fair a specimen of the easy credulity even of well-informed and sensible people as to merit a little notice in this chapter the cock lane ghosts as it was called kept london in commotion for a considerable time and was the theme of conversation among the learned and the illiterate and in every circle from that of the prince to that of the peasant end of chapter four part two Recording by Bill Mosley, Llano County, Texas, USA.